Section Zero of The Private and Public Life of Abraham Lincoln. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Brandon B. The Private and Public Life of Abraham Lincoln by Orville J. Victor. In Memoriam and Introduction. In Memoriam. When the great and good pass away in the fullness of years, we mourn their loss with a grief tempered by resignation. That they have lived to prove their greatness and fulfill their destiny is a consolation full of Christian sweetness. And to him who doeth all things well be thanks and praise. When the great and good pass away in the meridian of their years, we mourn their loss with a grief painfully tempered by thoughts of work unaccomplished and destiny unfulfilled. That they have not been spared to complete their mission can but be a source of poignant regret, even though we accept, as Christians, the will of him who doeth nothing ill. But, when the good and great pass away in the very midst of their labor, stricken down by an assassin, we forget, for a while, our grief, in the desire to wreak vengeance upon the creature whose hand has wrought the mighty and unnatural crime. Abraham Lincoln was great and good. True greatness ever is allied to goodness. But, in this case, goodness was the chief element of a character whose perfections we have as yet, not fully realized. The kindness of heart, the benevolence of hand, the charity of disposition, were so stamped upon his every act that the people, in their reverence for these, overlooked the majestic qualities of mind which placed him among the foremost of statesmen and rulers. It only needed his loss to attest his worth. Who can fill his place? Who can so command the popular heart? Who so potent to direct public opinion and to lead it unerringly to the right? Who so wise in simple things and so simple in his wisdom? Who so patient, so hopeful, so forgiving? Who so honest, loyal, and just? Now that he is no more, we wonder, in our grief, that he lived so long for us, and wrought so well, yet excited so little remark. He who, in our own circles, goes about doing good, is repaid in the grateful thanks bestowed upon his labors. But was Abraham Lincoln so repaid? Few men realize the magnitude of his task. It was too mighty for comprehension. Few men were dispassionate enough to judge justly. Few were wise enough to judge understandingly. Hence he labored as one whose destiny it was to work without immediate reward, awaiting the future, which would condemn or applaud as his achievements deserved. That future has come all too soon. 
on the very threshold of his door, when the morning had come, and the glad son of peace was to drive away the horrible night of our national travail, he was stricken down. And all that there is of Abraham Lincoln is of the past. He is no more, save in memory and in the hearts of his countrymen. Now let us do him justice, not that which time alone can pronounce, but the justice which comes of a recognition of his goodness, of his purity, of his single-minded devotion to his country, of his sagacity, of his patience, of his firmness, of his charity, of his wisdom, of his nobility. Let us realize how much he has suffered in our behalf. The long days of labor and nights devoid of ease he has endured in his ceaseless vigilance on the watchtower where his countrymen placed him, only so recently a second term. Let us try to comprehend the trials, anxieties, distrusts, disappointments, false tongues, and false lights which have been his constant persecutors. Let us see, in the final triumph of our arms, the triumph of his faith in the right, in his Christian spirit, the true spirit of the free republic which is now ours. Thus we shall pay him tribute which is now his reputation's due. And, while we look forward to the coming years with confidence, let us enshrine in our heart of hearts the memory of the great and good Abraham Lincoln. O.J.V. Introduction In producing this biography, we have had in mind its moral. Few men have lived in modern times whose life history is so suggestive as that of Abraham Lincoln. Not that he should have stepped from a log cabin to the national capital, though that fact, of itself, might challenge our liveliest interest, but that, out of the very discouraging circumstances which surrounded his years to manhood, he should have come forth with a well-stored mind, a large and humanitarian soul, and perceptions which led him unerringly forward to his high destiny. That is a result so remarkable as to render the story of his life one of the highest significance. Greatness was not thrust upon him, he achieved it. Step by step, line by line, through long days of labor and nights devoid of ease, he forced his way from obscurity to renown. By the dim light of the pioneer's hearth, by the candle in the log loft, by the lamp in the musty office, he wrought out his task. While others slept, he found repose in the realms of knowledge. While he labored, with zeal, at the axe, at the plow, at the harvest, at the sweeps of the flatboat, his eager soul was laying away its treasures won from books, from experience, from men, from everything which could impart information. The years of his hardest experience, therefore, were years of development and mental progress, 
and it would seem, when viewed by the light of succeeding events, that that early experience was a school of providence to fit him for the mighty struggle which he was to direct. In the production of this work, we have had before us the several biographies already well known to readers. But as these were prepared for partisan purposes chiefly, they have been found lacking in the material which we most desired. The facts of his boyhood and student days, and the narrative of his first steps in public life. These we have had to gather more from men, from letters, and from newspapers than from books. And if we have failed in producing such a work as we designed, it has been less from lack of data than from our neglect to properly use what was at our disposal. That this little volume may do good is the highest wish of both author and publishers. End of section zero.